This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Good news is quiet, while bad news makes bold print. So was the case with last week's consumer price index of 8.6%, noted as being at a four-year decade high for U.S. inflation. The average price of gas topping $5 a gallon also made bold print. The illusion or delusion that inflation was peaking was disappearing after the inflation report. They had a couple of more half-point rate hikes from the Fed built in, but now they are going for a third hike in September, and one of those three hikes could be three-quarters points. The Fed is behind the curve on shrinking the money supply to quell inflation, and rushing forward with rate hikes to catch up can crash the economy. A historian pointed out that Paul Volcker once raised the Fed interest rate 5% in one bite to kill inflation in the 1980s. That generated a recession then, which was a depression for our highly leveraged ag sector, but was followed by the four decades of low prices, deflation, and disinflation that have since spoiled U.S. consumers into thinking food and fuel is always cheap. The ag sector is going into any economic downturn in much better financial condition this time. While the U.S. and European Union is embargoing Russian oil, China, India, and others still buy it. The conundrum is that without world access to Russian oil, that the West fears a global recession. They must then allow some Russian oil to flow, but are seeking ways to cap the price to limit the revenue to Moscow with sanctions. Sounds like a near impossible journey to me. Hard for the G7 to dictate the price of Russian oil to others, but there may be ways. Russian oil currently sells at a $30 barrel discount, which is primarily the result of the high cost of circumventing logistical hurdles. Given that Western oil companies have left Russia, the operation of Russia's oil infrastructure cannot be maintained, and there will be some permanent long-term loss of production capacity that would not be recoverable in any real time. Do this wrong, and they can make the current shock to world oil supplies far worse. President Biden's pending trip to visit Saudi Arabia is not worth the weak optics that it portrays for what he will get or what it will cost. Fuel providers say that farmers have on-farm storage on average for about 25% of their annual fuel needs. They say that farmers had very little fuel forward contracted this year after being conditioned by years of relatively low prices. Farmers got complacent overpriced but are also complacent over the idea that when they call for the fuel truck, it shows up. Supply chain disruptions are likely just getting started. Fuel is a global market with strong export demand pulling away from our domestic supply. Fuel is more expensive elsewhere in the world than our U.S. refineries sell to the highest bidder. Fuel suppliers say that farmers have storage for 25% of their needs. What happens when the fuel barrel is two-thirds empty? The way it used to be, that was no problem, but there is risk that it will not be that way that it is in the future. Operations that can take delivery of tanker loads get a discount, with more on-farm storage will be at less risk to spot shortages. There were buyers who thought that they had nitrogen fertilizer needs contracted this spring who found out that their supplier did not get the product they had committed to them. Same thing can happen with fuel. Farmers need to rethink their fuel supply security risk mitigation. 
Electric grid concern is being expressed given a forecast for above-normal summer temperatures. They say that the grid may not hold together and expect rolling blackouts. We will see, but I did have them service my propane electricity generator just in case, so if such a blackout occurs, my computers work. I hope to be prepared to mitigate that risk. Of course, that takes propane in the barrel to power the generator. Time to look into buying propane ahead as well. There will be more corn dryer gas used next fall where corn went in late. In recent years, we did not have to spend much time managing input price and supply risk. Those days are gone. The baby formula shortage shows what can happen when supply chains get so concentrated there's not enough production capacity to compensate if even just one of the oligopolies of producers goes down. I needed peanut butter and was surprised to find Hy-Vee grocery shelves of peanut butter almost totally empty. Jeff had a major recall because of salmonella outbreak. When there are only a few major suppliers of any product, when one of those suppliers goes down, the others do not have the capacity to compensate. Jeff held 46.3% of the U.S. peanut butter market. These oligopolies add to inflation risk. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.